Welcome to the Why Weight Elevate podcast, where we share key information to help you lose weight the right way and then transition to a lifestyle that helps you keep it off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Why Weight Elevate podcast. This is Quincy. I'm here with Ron. Today's topic is going to be the topic of type 3 diabetes. So I heard this phrase the other day, and I was really surprised to hear it because I know what type 1 diabetes is. Your body doesn't produce enough insulin or stops producing insulin. Type 2 diabetes, your body produces too much insulin. So I'm kind of thinking, what's what's type 3 diabetes? So Ron is going to enlighten us today. Ron, what is type 3 diabetes first? Let's kind of just start out with a basic definition. Type 2, or we talked about type 1 not producing it. Type 2, they may produce a lot. Their cells don't respond to it. And in the research world, a lot of people are now calling dementia that we don't have a good reason for, which a lot of times we'll use the term Alzheimer's as diabetes type 3 because the cells aren't responding to the insulin. That, basically, that's what insulin resistance is, is the, the cells in the body, the receptors aren't sensitive to the insulin, so the body makes more and more sh- insulin to kind of take care of the sugar. And again, we think of the brain as, it, it's a, I jokingly or at least use the term the brain is like the Hummer, and I'm, I'm showing my age here, the Hummer or the gas-guzzling car um, of the organs of your body. It uses a lot of energy, and it needs fuel on a regular basis. And if we don't have it, then we don't feel, we don't function very, very well, we don't think very well, we can't comprehend things very well, and the cells don't communicate, or the brain, the nerves don't communicate very well. So if we're not getting the sugar into the cell, because that's where most of us are eating or sugar, then that communication doesn't work very well. If we're adding more fat, more MCT or medium chain triglycerides have been shown to be beneficial. It's another fuel source. So having that other fuel source, it gets in the cells by a different route so we can actually get fuel into the cells so the communication works better. Okay. So is it is it a real thing? Type 3 diabetes? Yeah. So you would say that, and what about the statement, if somebody is does have dementia, is it an automatic they have type 3 diabetes? No, because dementia can be a wide variety of things. If we have a good reason for it, they had a uh, ischemic stroke or, or a stroke where something blocked off and they didn't get blood supplied to that area can cause dementia type okay. thing. Um, if they have micro, what they call microvascular or very, the blood supplies over time just don't get to the area can cause dementia. Medications can cause some dilemma, but if it's on long period of time can cause some dementia. So that's where, that's where we used to always use the term Alzheimer's as this global thing. And we used to always say it had to have all these different, uh, characteristics seen on the brain, but it's usually after autopsy. So technically you couldn't really call it until after we, the person had died, we do an autopsy and they have all these different things and go, Oh, this one has dementia or Alzheimer's dementia. But the more we're looking into it, it, or at least in the research world, they're now a lot of times calling it diabetes type three, just that insulin resistance in a totally different aspect. Cause you don't have to have, type 2 diabetes in the below the blood brain barrier basically down the body now i'd argue you probably do have it and we're again we always go back to that 
idea that we look at diabetes as a glucose problem, not an insulin problem. And the, the brain functions is just a little bit different in trying to get things into the brain and what's being produced in the brain in the sense of hormones and stuff like that. Again, lots of different, lot, can be a little bit more complex, but they're basically calling it diabetes type 3. So can you treat it once you know it's type 3 diabetes? The problem is a lot, you can. It was me phrase that. You can work to improve it, but it's a short fix. It's not a, oh, I get you on this medicine or we do this, that it all of a sudden just goes away. It's a, again, we haven't found a good solution. How we used to always say diabetes type 2 is a chronic progressive disease. Because what we were doing would put a Band-Aid on it. It wouldn't totally resolve the problem. Now that we're looking at it from a different angle with the idea, if we're keeping your blood sugars lower with adding more protein or healthier fats and we have a different fuel source, we can help reverse or put your diabetes type 2 into remission. So that's where a lot of the research in this aspect are going is if we're trying to get people who are on, let me rephrase that, people who are at higher risk or family history of it that we're concerned that they have a higher risk of developing Alzheimer's mm-hmm. or dementia. Maybe if we can get them on a ketogenic diet that we might postpone or delay the development of it. Okay. I won't say we can pre- totally prevent it, and I'm not saying we can reverse it, but there are basically reports out there of people who had a lot more MCT or medium chain triglycerides uh, fats that will help them improve their memory for a short period of time. This is still really green in the research area, right? Like we're in the very beginning stages of this research, would you say? I would say- We're still learning more? I would say in the research world, they're starting to understand a lot better how the lay person or even- medical who doesn't do a lot of research and doesn't spend a lot of time focusing on that aspect we are still seeing some light but still in the dark okay so there's still more to there's still to come definitely okay that makes sense but again there's a lot more interest in it and trying to figure out what we can do because none of the medications that we use for Alzheimer's, all it really does is help slow the progression. It doesn't cure it. It doesn't cure it. And that's where, if it doesn't cure it, we need to keep looking. Is it more medicines? Again, most medicines don't cure things. It usually puts a Band-Aid on it. Depends on the problem, so we have to look at it that way. But for this chronic condition, we've got to find a reason or something that's linked to it Maybe we can start changing some of that dietary aspect if we believe that's what's going to help us to prevent or delay the development of it. Okay. Okay. So if I'm a person who has a potential family history of Alzheimer's dementia um, younger in my life, maybe it's good to start eating healthier. Another another reason to eat um, low carb, higher fat, more you know protein. Because that's going to help delay potentially. Yeah, potentially delay that development. And you, if your grandfather, just using that, got it, you started, the family started noticing signs of it in maybe their 70s. 
and you start when you're in the your 20s or 30s, you might delay the development. So you might get it in your late 80s, 90s, but that's a lot better than your grandfather who got it in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. So, and it's and it's a rough disease for those taking care of those patients. It's a high if if it's severe enough that we have them in care centers and that cost is really high because you have to have somebody it's not like just a care center it's high level care center lockdown type so that cost goes through the roof if they're not in a care facility the family the the wear and tear on the caregivers is a lot higher in alzheimer's than it is or dementia than it is in a lot of other chronic progressive diseases like diabetes or heart disease or cancer i'm not saying there's not stress there but a lot of times it's just a slowly progressing struggle because the patient doesn't realize it jokingly we always say they they're meeting brand new friends every day because i don't remember who anybody is yeah and their loved ones are having a hard time with it because grandpa or grandma took care of them when they were growing up and now they they don't know who this person is. So it's very high intense and where a lot of stress on the caregivers too. This is really helpful and informative. Thank you for sharing this. Hopefully more information is going to be coming out sooner and hopefully everybody, hopefully this is uh, helpful for you and gave you some new knowledge today. Thanks for joining us on the Why We Elevate podcast. We want to hear what you think about this podcast and encourage you to continue the discussion in our Facebook group, the Why Wait Elevate community. Also, if you found this episode to be helpful, can you share it with your friends that would appreciate listening to it? And if you found our podcast to be helpful, we would love it if you would leave us a review. It helps others hear about our podcast and we really want to help as many people as we can. Thank you for taking a moment in your day to spend time with us.